How is the Hackintosh? It's it's been fine. Uh, I have had no issues yet. I did order more RAM. I sent you. I sent you a picture. Like, yes. all right, it's complete now. The Wi-Fi card's in here, and then it's like, who am I fooling? Like, it's never finished. No, nothing's ever finished. <laughs> no computer's ever finished, especially when you can always change parts. I'm like, well, it's it's done, but it's not done. I have RAM coming on Sunday because I only have a, a single 16 gig card in here. So I'm like, well, I should put more RAM in, and uh, especially because like like After Effects and Premiere were chugging, and I was like, you know what? Let me let me put RAM in this. Um, so I have another 32 gigs of RAM coming. Uh, I almost just got got like a full 64. Um, do it. Well, do it. I I will. I have I have a 16. I got two 16s coming. I'll get another 16 eventually. Uh, but it was just like it was most cost effective to get uh, a god. double 16. I just I just and, like how God when I built mine I'm like I'm gonna put 64 gigs of RAM, gigs of RAM in and like 64 gigs and I was like fucking casual. <laughs> I need to start looking at that one tear of RAM. I'm starting to look. I'm like, it's like I'm not looking at cases yet, but like I'm still in the return window for this case. So there's a non-zero chance that I just like exchange this case, get like a power supply. I don't know. I'm fine with it though. Everything, everything else is fine. There's like there's little little things that you're gonna hit, rub up against with building a Hackintosh. So like the onboard HDMI doesn't work. Um, and like, I've been trying to figure that out, but it's not really that big a deal because the HDMI on the graphics card works fine. And my other monitor that I just grabbed was a display port monitor, um, specifically because the HDMI onboard doesn't work. Um, so I might try to fix the onboard HDMI. Um, That's but annoying. like, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's not really, again, it's not that big a deal, but it's just like, I, I cannot figure out how, to, like there's, there's guides and stuff. And I just I followed the guides, and it's still giving me like I can't get to past one certain issue, so I don't know. I I have to go to like the forums and stuff, and and be like, hey, here's my issue. Can somebody help me? And I'm sure somebody will be able to help me out. Um. Other than that, though, I mean, everything is everything is running. It's all running smoothly. My I've had no no issues that aren't like Mac OS issues. Like macOS Catalina for some reason doesn't run Audacity properly. You have to like run it through the terminal to make it work, um, which is fine because we. I mean, I record on Audition anyway. I mean, I saw, I used to record. On, I recorded on Audacity when I was doing it on my laptop, but I have Audition. I might as well just record on Audition, so it's not that big a deal. But uh, it What's is audition? it is annoying. Adobe's version. It's Adobe's Adobe's gotcha. Pro One. Yeah, that's what I. That's, I've always I always recorded on Audacity and edited on Audition. Um, but now I'm just doing both on Audition. So uh, the uh, the last episode actually I, I also recorded on Audition, but that was recorded on the laptop, not on the desktop. Um, but now I'm just like, all right, well, I should be using this for that anyway. Uh, especially for like storage space. <laughs> like I have no storage space on the laptop, and I have uh, a lot more on the desktop. Although I've already used 200 gigabytes on the desktop, but most of that's like apps and programs and a lot of that can get moved to the three terabyte hard disk instead of the 500 or 480 gigabyte uh, solid state um and then and then i still need to get like an m.2 drive that i'm planning on getting at some point and loading windows on that so i can dual boot um technically i could dual boot on the same drive but i'm better off dual booting on separate drives but otherwise Otherwise, it's running fine. I've I've had no issues with the computer yet. 
besides that HDMI thing. And that's like a known issue with all Hackintoshes. Like I put a wireless card in there and it worked fine right away. I haven't tried Bluetooth on the Wi-Fi card yet. I'm still like using a dongle for my Bluetooth devices um, just because like there's no reason not to use the dongle. But at some point I will, uh, I'll check Bluetooth on it. But everything is working, which is nice. Yeah, that is good. <laughs> and what's nice I, is like I can. Good. Oh, I just when we were building this, the only issue that I ran into was was that the 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 motherboard like fundamentally wouldn't recognize the M.2. My yeah. friend, could, my friend, couldn't figure it out. If you're gonna figure it out, that was as good as saying there's nothing. Um, so that's the only. That's the only like area that I. I realized yeah, that M.2 with it. Yeah, well, the other thing, too, is that I um, I kind of built, like, part of the build was the, the idea was that I could stream on it. Um, yeah. And I can stream on it. Like, I can stream video and stuff, but I can't stream any gameplay stuff right now, uh, mostly because the only... <laughs> the only uh, Elgato stuff, like, you know, everyone kind of regards Elgato as, as the best for streaming hardware um for for game capture stuff mm -hmm. um i don't know a thing about like capture cards for for consoles yeah i don't know a thing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i do mostly console gaming i'm not a i'm not a pc gamer i mean i watch you play like uh mlb the show but it's like I don't know. okay not... it's funny actually because when i was when i was building the computer like my mom's like why are you building a computer i'm like well because i can do this work stuff on it and i can also do better editing stuff and all that and my dad's like no he's becoming a gamer and i'm like dad i'm building <laughs> i'm building i'm putting mac os on this computer i'm not building it for gaming like i might game on it at some point but there's like i'm putting mac os on it and i have an amd radeon 5500 xt this is not a gaming pc uh, <laughs> uh but um yeah so so i was i was going to buy the elgato stuff and first of all like so the cam link uh the cam link 4k sold out everywhere a lot of the elgato stuff is sold out everywhere and i don't know what percent of it is that maybe elgato is like having factory trouble because of china and and i mean you know and also just because of local issues and um and how much of it is that there's eight thousand new streamers right now yeah. <laughs> because streaming. everyone's at home um but uh or like how many people, you know, how many people got their their Trump check and were like, all right, I'm going to start streaming now, which is kind of what I did, right? I got my <laughs> I got my check and I'm like, well, time to build a PC. Um, but uh, so, the, so the game capture card is sold out. Uh, and like I've been meaning to to get that game capture card anyway. And I was going to plug it into my laptop. But now that I have the PC, like I can do that. And like so the cam link for video and the game capture card for gameplay which I think actually GameStop still has it in stock, so I'm, I still might get it from GameStop. Um, we'll we'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, you're saying I stream MLB the show, but like I haven't like I haven't streamed much in a while outside of the like PS4 input gameplay, and I think I'm actually probably going to start a stream of Jedi Fallen Order. But I mm. still have like I have other games, so like I streamed all through playing spider-man on ps4 but i did stream i streamed like five levels of batman arkham knight and like i haven't played it probably in five years uh so i think i gotta go back to beat it
helicopters, and welcome to this episode of Motion City Podcast, your only choice for Motion City Soundtrack Podcasts, as far as we know. Uh, if there were other choices, we'd be subscribed to them. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am, of course, uh, Nan Siddiqui, your host, and always the other host, my co-host, is Jake Walden. How's it going, Jake? It is going like some relevant reference from the song uh uh i want to i want to break dance did uh, you did you watch uh break in one and two electric boogaloo i did this week? i was gonna watch beat street well cer- certainly wasn't in the back street by the drugstore <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh yes we are talking about back to the beat this week uh I was I was pointing out to to Jake that there are five songs on this EP, and we have covered three of them, including this one. And there are six songs on Kids for America, and we have covered none of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, theoretically, the next time we do a pre on the movies uh, song, it's probably going to be from Kids for America because we have not like we haven't even done the the <laughs> two the two songs that were on I Am the Movie, let alone the four songs that weren't. <laughs> I think maybe I think maybe we just like to see a few more. Um, oh, I like Sunday Warning. I don't know. Uh, I like it all, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough with the with the pre like the pre I in the movie stuff where they're still trying to figure out their sound. Um, I kind of want to either knock this out or leave it for the next to the very end. Just what this album? Just either get it done. Oh, or... like yeah, I see. Yeah, yeah. Just, just fit. Just, just next the next two weeks, we do throw down an opening night, and that's it. We're just done with back to the beat. <laughs> <laughs> next. Uh... <laughs> you know what? I mean, it would be interesting if we did it in order, right? Like that's what the Weezer podcast is doing. That well, I forget the name of that Weezer podcast, but that's how they're doing it. Is they're doing it straight up in order? I think there are um, two Weezer podcasts now. At I'm sure there's two. more than two. There's at least two Blink-182 podcasts as well, but we, uh, we've we only listened to Blink-155, so. <laughs> uh, which is, I mean, like, that's the thing, right? We we are, are very um, in, very heavily inspired by Blink-155 in particular, which is why our format, I mean, we're not the exact format. Obviously, they have, like, three-hour episodes, and we have <laughs> much shorter ones, but, uh, but we definitely have, like, vague references and things that they do the fact that we start with the song uh also it was like, just all the name dropping what do you mean well you know continuously actually just 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 mentioning them oh yeah well, of course yeah yeah of course but like the song drop when we say the name of the song and drop the song and uh ending with covers like there's there's, there's various stuff uh <laughs> so um yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. That's that is that is what that is though. Uh Blink One Fifty Five. Feel feel free to listen to that show. It is uh it is it is a fun time. Um we are talking about the song Back to the Beat off of the EP Back to the Beat. Mm-hmm. It was also on the Motion City soundtrack Shotzi Split. In fact, all of the songs off the Motion City soundtrack Shotzi Split were songs off of Back to the Beat. Um it was uh, this. It was, it was Throwdown, Capital H, and Back to the Beat were on the Shotzi split. Uh, we already talked about Capital H, obviously, and we will talk about Throwdown apparently next week. 
but um but yeah uh i don't know so back to the beat is this is a very short song so the the ep version is a minute 39 which is among the shortest motion city songs period maybe the shortest is it the shortest what is i'm i'm bringing a protractor today right now to get the get the Attractive Day, I think, is like 150. 142. Three seconds longer. Three seconds longer. Okay, yeah. What so about... Uh, what I, about... Uh, I am the movie. Oh, wait. Cambridge and, and Shiver are both two and a half minutes and almost three minutes. Uh, don't call it a comeback. It's 151. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... Uh, I think... Back to the Beat is the shortest Motion City soundtrack song. Um, I would say someone would correct us on Twitter if we're wrong, but nobody ever tweets at us. So <laughs> we can be wrong all we want, and no one's ever going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing off of Making Moves is that short, is it? It doesn't even say. Uh, how long is Inside Out? Inside Out's pretty long, right? Three minutes? Yeah, three minutes. Uh, so yeah. As far as we can tell, unless we're missing something, but I don't think we are. Yeah, Google this Play is the, the shortest. Track today. Don't call it a comeback. Together, we're in the new year in 213. Modern Chemistry at 222. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Unless there's like some deep cut B-side that we're, that we're missing, uh, this is the shortest Motion City soundtrack song. Uh, please, please, if we're wrong, tweet at us. We just want somebody to tweet at us <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Like that's all. That's all. Somebody listen to this show, please. Yeah, nothing on Kids for America. <laughs> Intersections two sixteen. That's it. Uh, yeah. What about um, making moves. No, yeah, making moves doesn't have a thing on there, but I don't think any of them are that short because uh, um, Major Leagues has like two two choruses. I know for sure. And pictures of success is the Riley Rilo Kylie one. Severance is the one I know the least well, but I don't think that's two minutes. No, it's um, I was listening to it earlier. It's not. Yeah. It's not a So uh yeah, back to the I mean there's so the 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 EP version of this song. We're officially the EP version of the song we're gonna call the song, and then the Shotzi split version is the the extended version or the Shotzi version. You say side um, A, side B of it. I guess we could, yeah, but it's not really side A, side B. Um, but yeah, so, so the the main song is like, is it's one verse and I don't know if like if you can even call that a chorus like uh, or a, a pre-chorus. Um, yeah, definitely a pre-chorus. Yeah, it's, it's a pre-chorus and then a drum fill and that's it. It's just, That's the song. Um, which is interesting. Like you get a little bit. So it's it's the 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 one verse is just Justin and guitar, and then the the pre-chorus is the whole band sort of comes in, and then there's a drum fill. Um, in the original version of this song, I have to presume this is Austin Lindstrom. or Joel Habedank. I forget the name of the drummer at that time. Habedank's drummer. I remember the names of the band. I was. Austin was bass. Joel Havenick was the drummer. Yep, yep. Um, I remember the two guys' names, which is pretty good now. <laughs> that I don't even remember their names. I don't remember which one's which. Joel on drums, Austin on bass. Um, 
so it is it's Joel Habedank playing the drums in that uh in that fill um which is which is you know it's interesting cuz we we talk a lot about how drums are important to Motion City and this is like it's not even like there's nothing else playing in that drum part it's just it's just Justin and then in the in the middle you know the middle section of the quote unquote pre-chorus what we're calling it um it's kind of the whole band and then it's just Joel like it's just a drum fill um which is interesting, and I, I I would love I would I would have loved to have heard a recorded version of this song. We do have some live versions of this song where it's um where it's Tony, but it, it would be really interesting to hear a recorded version where it's so very clearly okay. It's Justin, and then there's a little bit of the rest of the band, and then it's Tony, um, which is kind of I mean that's kind of what you get on Time Turn Fragile, which yep. is a song that we talk about a lot, where like. The the beginning of the song, I mean, it's, you do you do get the whole band, but the, most of the song is very clearly like Justin, all about Justin. It's Justin's life, like you know, and 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 some guitar, and then very clear drum solo, which is very much Tony's bag. Um, but you know, we 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 talk a lot, I think, about how how sort of the two most important cogs in this machine are Justin and Tony. Um, so it's it's interesting to to hear how important the drums were to this song in particular pre Tony. This also mm-hmm. was the closer of the al- of the uh, of the EP. So that drum fill would be the last thing you hear on this five song EP, which is what 50, uh, 50, not even fifteen minutes, like a ten minute mm-hmm. EP, um, something like that. Uh. So that that's interesting. Whereas on the extended version on the Shotzi split, um, it's throw down capital H back to the beat and then three Shotzi songs. So that might have contributed to part of the reason that it's extended uh, yeah, and you get a lot more lyrics. So mm-hmm. in the in the um, Shotzi split version and the extended version, there's a whole chorus that you hear a lot of times. Like you, it's they they you just sing the same thing like nine times according to a genius. Um, with a little bit of of uh, backing vocals added in. Presumably, by this point, the backing vocals might have already been Matt. Um, but it could have still been jo- Josh. Like, well, mean, they, both, they, both, they both do it. Like, they're, you know, they're like, like um, one of the. Yeah, but it's, primarily, think... it's primarily Matt. It's also Josh, but it's primarily Matt at this point. But yeah, I mean, it, it could it could be either one or both of them. Well, live live shows, um, I th- like I think one of the ones, um, one of the videos I was watching of them playing this live, it had you had, uh, well, them them both singing the backing vocals, but notably, I, yeah. I think I saw Josh doing it more in the. Well, it wasn't back to the beat; it was whatever they played after. Capital H. No, maybe something else. I, I was watching a lot of their Cambridge. I, I was watching a lot of their. A lot, a lot of them. It was either it was either Capital H or Cambridge comes after usually when they play this live. Um, but a couple of them, it looked like they did like this and then disappear, which is a weird combination. There might have been a video um, that played after rather than them playing. Uh, I've been listening to them all day. Potentially. Well, that that's actually a big reason that I wanted to do Back to the Beat because when we were doing the Capital H episode, every time I listened to either the uh, EP version of of capital h or the shotzi split version of capital h the next song that would come up would be back to the beat mm-hmm. um 
which is interesting because Capital H is the first song on the EP and Back to the Beat is the last. But on the Shotzi split, it is Back to Capital H and then Back to the Beat. So I was so like every time I would just like be listening to whatever, listening to Capital H. And then when I was younger and I was like, all right, let's let's talk about Back to the Beat. <laughs> like, I, heard, I, I mean, I got into the song. Like, <laughs> I liked the song. So I was like, all right, well, now, like, you know, I, we needed to find an excuse to talk about it. And <laughs> I chose the song this week uh, in case that wasn't clear, because uh, the last time we did a song from... Uh, from pre I am the movie, it was Jake's choice, so we did the hero away. But I think if we had if if I had had the last choice, we would have done back to the beat instead of the hero away. <laughs> not that not that I just like the hero away. The hero away is great. Um <laughs> but uh it just it just sort of worked out that way <laughs> that uh, that Back to the Beat is the the pre I am the movie song that's most stuck in my head most often because I mean, because especially because I like Capital H a lot. So like a lot of times I'll just throw on Capital H and then Back to the Beat will come up on YouTube. It's weird. Don't know why. Um, I definitely think but, this is going to be stuck in my head now a lot more, having listened to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's a good song, right? Like, 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 like I like. It's. I mean, it does that. It does the the sort of the Motion City reminiscing thing, right? Like that he does a lot of. Um, again, talking about Time Turn Fragile. That's that's what Time Turn Fragile is. It's completely a reminiscing song. It's a song from the perspective of Justin's father, right? Mm-hmm. Like all about reminiscing. Um, and so this one, you know, does the same thing. When I was younger, I fell in love with the girl next door. Uh, back to the beat, yo, back to the beat of 1984. It's interesting, actually. Like so, so lyrically, let's talk a little bit lyrically. The things that Justin can do lyrically that, like, just feel like they would be <laughs> stupid coming from someone else. You know, like back to the beat, yo, back to the beat of 1984, like. The little yo in there just like feels like something that most most pop punk or pop rock or whatever you want to call them around this time garage rock like bands of like can't really you can't really just say yo and be unironic <laughs> and it feels like he's unironically saying yo and then later after like we had a B Street you know breaking one and two electric boogaloo first of all. Electric Boogaloo. I love it. I love it so much. I don't just like, like the, the just, fact that it exists in the lyrics, but I love how he sings it. It's so, it's just like, yeah. Electric Boogaloo. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> like, it's so, it's great. And then, dude, it was cool. Like, what? Dude, it was it was <laughs> like, cool, though. It was cool, but like, you can't get away with that. But Justin, Justin can get away with I mean, that. It's a it's song just, about it's a weird... breakdancing. Um... It is a song about breakdancing, which is not the, not the only song about breakdancing. Um... <laughs> That, I mean, that, that, that's what they said in that, um, uh, was it in the, the BuzzFeed interview that we've talked about a couple of times that, uh, that Josh really wanted to break dance, but didn't know how to break dance. <laughs> so same deal. Like I'm, I'm sure it was Josh talked about break dancing a lot, but yeah, we'd bust out the cardboard of the backstreet by the drugstore. Just me and you after school. Like, I love it. What? There's break dancing. Like I want to break dance. Yeah. I want to break dance with you. It, this song is so like, it's so ridiculous. <laughs> It's, if you it's, just it's read just the cor- words, it's kind of in, in a lot of ways as corny it's so as, ridiculous the, and as the hero way. But it's it's once again it's brief, so you don't get to linger on kind of the silliness of it. And, he, and You're right, right, like it's especially <laughs> especially in the in the EP version where it's just it's just that, and then like a minute long drum fill. Like you get all that, and it's he's so sincere, like it's so sincere that like you don't even like 
again, <laughs> I think I think we talked about this a little bit with I Can Feel You, right? Where where Alex was saying that uh, he you know he could be reading off a grocery list or whatever, and like you would get the feeling of the song because of how <laughs> good the, the the music is, and it's kind of what's happening in this song. Like it's not a grocery list, but like if you just read these out loud, like it's so stupid. <laughs> But, like, he's so sincere when he's singing it, and it's just so enjoyable. <laughs> like, this is the kind of song that, like, if you, if especially at the at the length, if you take this and put it on, put the exact same lyrics, give the lyrics to Blink-182, <laughs> and tell them that they need to make a minute and a half long song with these lyrics, they it would just be silly. Like, it would be un- unbelievably silly. And instead of being unbelievably silly, it's just, it's so sincere. But, like, if you just read these, like, if this was... A high school poetry project. When I was younger, I fell in love with the girl next door. Back to the beat, yo. Back to the beat of 1984. We had Beach Street. We had Break It 1 and 2. Electric Boogaloo. Dude, it was cool. We'd bust out the cardboard in the back street by the drugstore. Just me and you after school. You said I did the worm better than anyone you knew. Breaking with you was the best time of my life. I want to break dance. Yeah, I want to break dance with you. Like, that's really dumb. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I know, I know it's, it's, it's cheesy, but even no, I, I it's it's like it's so cheesy and so silly. But Justin is so sincere when he sings it. It's that also it just like feels it's also like this is this good. is not it's not poorly written. It's 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 strangely no. structured, but it's not yeah. poorly written. And I mean, I'm, you know, this is he's a extremely skilled so real, real writer quick, but... I'm, I'm on the song meanings I, I don't know if like maybe like if i don't think he was actually breakdancing right like i wonder if breakdancing is like a metaphor for something else well, but like eight years old in 1984 so it probably wouldn't be i mean i'd i'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see it but well again this, i mean he, he likes using 1984 yep. uh the same thing in the hero way right like just pick just picked a year that uh although, that sounded although, fun although you know this this made me think as i was looking through this back to the beat of 1984 is like not that they're in 1984, but they're back to the music of 1984. Yeah, that, that makes sense too. Yeah. yeah, like when when did when did Breakin come out? Um, probably around that time, right? Breakin, Breakin one, two, Breakin two, Breakin two, Electric Boogaloo came out in 1984. So wait, really? Because Breakin sense. came out in 1984, and Breakin two came out uh, also in two in 1984. Wow. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> it came out in December. Hold on. Time out. Can we just talk about this instead? <laughs> that is that is a turnaround time. <laughs> Holy turnaround. shit. What? The first one came out in May and the second one came out in December? <laughs> Holy cr and like it's the same cast. Like it's not like they like what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I Did they just like have like reused they have a bunch of footage from Breakin? That they like dropped like unused footage. That they Roger dropped the break into break into three stars. Whew. boy, <laughs> that movie has a twenty nine percent of Rotten Tomatoes, and Roger <laughs> Ebert gave it three, three stars. Three stars, Jesus Christ, dude! <laughs> I gotta, I gotta uh, read the Ebert rating now. When did Beat Street come out? Beat Street came out in eighty four. Man, eighteen eighty four was a real a real year for breakdancing movies. What the <laughs> fuck? It's not found on on the Chicago Sun Times website right now. I'm wondering if it was just made up. Like, oh, there's no article here. He's dead. He won't, he won't be able to be called out for it. It's probably on Ebert.com. Yeah, it's on Ebert.com or RogerEbert.com. That's what the link was. 
I'm, I'm reading it right now. This movie is a sequel to 1983's very successful Breakin'. So did Breakin' come out in 83 or 84? Well, it says on here uh, that it came out on May 4th, 1984. Yeah. Again, open I, May 4th. I Maybe he saw it. Maybe he saw it in 83. Yeah. Um, the, the, the final paragraph, Electric Boogaloo is not a great movie, but it's inexhaustible, entertaining, and may turn out to be influential. You know what? I mean, not wrong. It could inspire a boomlet of low-priced movie musicals, movies not saddled with multi-million dollar budgets, Broadway connections, and stars who are not necessarily able to sing and dance. <laughs> Boy, that's a backhanded compliment. <laughs> and at a time when movie musicals, as opposed to movie soundtracks, are seriously out of touch with the music that is really being played and listened to by teenagers, that could be a revolutionary development. Um... Man, that is that is high that is a highfalutin review of Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yeah, Roger Ebert took it seriously. He did. I mean, yeah, that's that's the job. But like, boy, what's his review of Breaking? He gave Breaking one and a half stars. He wow. really hated Breaking. He gave Breaking one and a half star. Uh, you like street dancing? This is a great movie if you can manage to ignore about two thirds of it. <laughs> <laughs> that is cold, Ebert. That is cold. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, it was just a, the original a stiff and awkward story interrupted by dance sequences of astonishing grace and power. So I actually really did like that. So maybe Breaking Two just had a lot more of that. Uh, he, by the way, just just looking, he gave the Fast and the Furious three stars. The first movie. Uh, said, uh, not a great movie, but it delivers what it promises to deliver and knows that a chase scene is supposed to be about something more than special effects. It has some of that grandiose, self-pitying dialogue we've treasured in movies like this ever since Rebel Without a Cause. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, Trudeau tells Brian, for those 10 seconds I'm free. And hey, even for the next 30 seconds, he's decelerating. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Roger Ebert's the best. <laughs> I know. I, I I love his reviews. It, wasn't, it, was, uh, it was like that... I wasn't like a one hundred percent thing of like me agreeing with him, but like I always felt like I had like a, you know, he's missed. By the way, he also gave Too Fast, Too Furious uh, three stars. All of the chases involved the apparently inexhaustible supply of squad cars in South Florida. There's also a traffic jam in the sky involving police and news helicopters. At one point, a copter broadcaster hears a loud noise, looks up, and says, what was that? But we never find out what it was, perhaps because the movie is just too fast and too furious to slow down for a helicopter crash. Oh, hold on. I got to see Tokyo Drift. I got to check Tokyo Drift. Three stars for Tokyo Drift. All right. Roger Ebert was ahead of his time. Uh, Yeah, sure, Dad. Sean is scorned in Tokyo as a gaijin or foreigner, as that gives him something in common with Neely, whose Australian mother was a hostess in a bar and whose father is presumably Japanese, making her half gaijin. Why can't you find a nice Japanese girl like all the other white guys, Han asks him. Luckily, Neely speaks perfect English, as do Han and Twinkie, Bow Wow, another new friend. We can get you Michael Jordans even before Nike puts them on the market. By the way, that's the end of the review. Oh, no, that's not the end of the review. I'm sorry. It looked like the end of the review. The end of the review, uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, he takes an established franchise, makes it surprisingly fresh and intriguing. The movie's not exactly Shogun when it comes to the subject of American and Japan, nor, on the other hand, is it Lost in Translation. Did he hate Lost in Translation? No, he gave it four stars. Uh, but it's more observant than we expect and uses Japanese locations to make the story about something more than fast cars. Lin is a skillful director able to keep the story moving, although he needs one piece of advice. It was Chekhov, I believe, who said, when you bring a gun on stage in the first act, it needs to be fired in the third. Chekhov might have agreed, also agreed when you bring Natalie, Keely, Natalie Kelly on stage in the first act, but the third act, the hero should have at least been able to kiss her. Dude, I didn't even realize they don't kiss in that movie. Um, no, I'm... 
We we need to we need to go back to back to the beat. I mean, we could, but like, I could also be reading Fast and Furious reviews from Roger Ebert all night. <laughs> I just watched Tokyo Drift again last night. He gave Fast Five three stars as well, by the way. Just FYI. <laughs> um, he gave Fast and Furious though the fourth movie, Fast and Furious, one and a half stars, which is totally right. Like he's, I, I am agreeing on all of these Roger Ebert Fast. If I disagreed on one of these reviews, it'd be one thing, but I agree on all of these. Uh, unfortunately, he was not around to review Fast and Furious 6, which means we stop at Fast 5. So we're good. <laughs> Listen, Jake, you got to let go of everything and let your body tell the people that you know you've got soul. That's not a line from Fast and the Furious. It's a line from Back to the Beat, in case that wasn't clear. Uh, <laughs> although it does sound like a line from like a, a fast and, the Fast and Furious of breakdancing, which might or might not be break into Electric Boogaloo. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I wonder, like, it would be really interesting to hear this song, like, as a breakdancing. Like, there's no way you could act. There's no way you could breakdance to this song. <laughs> How funny would that be, though? <laughs> Trying to breakdance. I, I would love to see a video of breakdancing dubbed over. But the thing is, like, it feel tonally clashing. But the the That's lyrical saying, content right? yeah. of of the of the side B version of the song that I mean that like at least thematically is appropriate. Like of everything, oh, yeah. let I'm your body it. tell the people that you know. Right. You got soul. You got soul. You got soul. I mean, like, yeah. For, uh, halfway through the song, it becomes a Daft Punk song, and just say the same thing over and over again, <laughs> right? But like, um, <laughs> but that you know, with with other music musicality, and not to diss Daft Punk. Jake Jake loves Daft Punk, and I also like Daft Punk. Um, I <laughs> like Daft Punk. I don't. Right. I don't. Jake and I. Jake and I both like Jeff Punk. Um, say, just say Jeff Punk. <laughs> Je- yes, Jeff Punk. Jeff That's Punk. Uh, <laughs> Jeff Punk is the name of my uh, alter ego that only covers Daft Punk songs. <laughs> Hello, welcome to the open mic night. I'm Jeff Punk. <laughs> um, I guess Jeff Punk could also play punk rock songs. That would make more sense, wouldn't it? Hello, I'm Jeff Punk. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, sure. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I don't know. So, what? Which do you prefer? Do you prefer the EP version or do you prefer the Shotzi version, the extended version? Well, I mean, more is better to me. Yeah, I agree. I I really like the drum fill. Um, obviously, I think it'd be better if it was Tony, <laughs> but who knows <laughs> if it'd actually be better if it was Tony? Um, but I I really like the drum fill. Uh, and you don't really get that drum fill in the Shotzi slit version, but. And, and, like, the more you get, right? Like, you say more is better, and more is better, right? But, like, more can be better, not necessarily. A version but of you this also like... with the Tony drumming would be nice. Yeah. Um, and I, I bet there's some live performance where they do have Tony playing the... Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But, like, you know, a, a recorded version. Right. And then, like, the more is better, like, but this, it's just the same chorus over and over again, right? Like, which is... I just... I right, love this chorus. Like, That's... I mean, I know... I do. I know it's, it's I know it's... I, I think he sings it very well. I think... It, I mean, you know, it's... This is a complicated thematically song. It's... He likes a girl. He likes breakdancing. But... I just think it's really... I, I just... Again, I, one of my favorite... I mean, every, you know, I just, everything... Everything... Every song so far that we've played on, on repeat, it's like, well... I like this even more and even more and even more and even more, but let go of everything. Let your body tell the people that, you know, you've got soul. I just, I think he's singing that so well. Like, 
I think I know every, oh, yeah, everything sure. sings it well, but like you know, the the comparison I want to go to with this is, is the Son of a Gun, which is a song I I also think he sings so well. Like is a really is a really big spotlight of his singing as opposed to. I believe you say uh, the best of any song. I don't know that it's the best of in, any song. In your opinion, I I think it, I think it's I don't think it, I think maybe it's not as appreciated. And I don't know people like, like you see fandom who listen to that do enjoy it, but it's just. I just some like the notes he hits in Son of a Gun. I don't like where else do you see it? And where else is it? Where is where else is he singing that high? Um, uh, I know there's got it. I mean, there's definitely a song where he sings that high, but like, I, I, I see, I see, I, I get what I get your point. And so I feel like, <laughs> like, like Son of a Gun, which is which is very Justin, you know, front and center. I, I know that is like the band, but you know, sometimes like, <laughs> like the conversation hold me or hold me down um you know those are songs that are very and forward um, right where, where where vocals are the only lead instrument pretty much yeah. like you know sometimes you get lead guitar and sometimes you get lead synth and sometimes you get lead drums but like in especially in the conversation and and a lot of chunks of hold me down the lead instrument throughout the entire song is justin's vocals even um, even so I, yeah, I, I even lg fwad is a lot of yeah um, oh yeah for sure for sure and 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 in back to the beat, which is which is your point, yes. I, which I totally agree with. Yeah, you know, here's something interesting actually. So the Motion City soundtrack Shotzi split, like it has a what appears to be a drawing of what I'm guessing is the two bands. Yeah, and I don't know what Shotzi looks like, but you know that's like I I can tell the guy on the left, like the second from the left seems to be josh right like based base basing on the fact that that looks kind of like josh got the glasses got the sideburns the glasses the sideburns and the the sort of yeah like poofy brown hair mm-hmm. i'm guessing that's justin on the ground and then yeah. maybe that's jesse next to josh and then on the left i guess that has to be tony i mean early tony had long hair and it's hard to tell but maybe, or maybe that's matt on the left and that's tony in the middle but it'd be weird to have tony in the middle right like but I don't know. I don't know. I'm, 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 we were trying to figure out whether or not Tony was, or Matt. We we're trying to figure out whether or not Matt was in the band yet. Wait, Je- Jesse point. also has glasses. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Jesse's the one standing next to Josh, and and uh, Justin's on the floor. Is what I'm guessing. It could be the other way around, but I think I think it's that way. I think Jesse is standing with the glasses. Does Jesse not have glasses? Jesse does have glasses. Yeah. So. I mean, I, again, it might or might not be, but um, let's look at a picture of Shotzi. That's uh, that's a fair assessment. Let's look at a picture. How many people are in Shotzi? Well, Sh- I think Shotzi also like never got that big. I don't know if they made it much farther past this. Okay, so there were five. No, so the five guy, guys the guy to the right of who we think is Josh, is a, a guy in the band. Is a guy in Shotzi. And two of the guys in Shotzi have glasses. Oh yeah, okay, that's fair. Okay, so yeah, it looks at like the guy with the beard. So uh is this the guy on the floor? Cause you're right, because that, that Oh, that didn't guy... Tony have long sideburns? Tony did have long hair and sideburns. I don't know if that's Tony on the left or Tony in the middle. Bottom right. I think Tony had long hair though. I feel like I've definitely seen pictures of Tony with long, with, with long sideburns and short hair. It's long sideburns, too. What about the Future yeah. Freaks Me Out um, video? 
Two of the so two two of the guys in Shotzi have glasses. Well, hold on. So there's there's four or five guys in Shotzi. So there's four or five and four or five in Mochin City. Um. Hmm. So th- so th- yeah. So these two so these two guys on the right are definitely Shotzi, and these two darker skinned guys are definitely Shotzi, because Shotzi has two uh black guys and two guys with glasses, two white guys with glasses. It looks like. Um, the question is, is the fifth guy. So if we assume that's Justin on the ground and that's Josh standing, why would the, why would the one guy from Shotzi be with not the rest of Shotzi? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe it's just a drawing of a picture of all of them. Boy, that's, I don't know. No, I think you're right. I think, I think you're right around the early era. Tony had long hair and sideburns. He grew a uh, short hair and sideburns. He grew the longer hair a little bit later. And I mean, there are lots of pictures of, and then the beard, obviously like the promo pictures and like the normal pictures of, of motion. So they typically have Tony or, uh, or Jesse in glasses. Um, but all the performance pictures of him, no glasses. Yeah. Cause he, cause he, cause he like moves a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's funny idea if I'm wearing goggles on stage. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess it's not really that important to know whether or not Matt was on this album. Um, here, let me play a little chunk. Of, we talked a lot about the Shotzi version. I don't know if... I mean, it's on YouTube, but I don't know how many people have heard it. So let's play a little chunk of the Shotzi version, the chorus part here. Let your body tell the people that you know You've got soul You've got soul Let go of everything Let your body tell the people that you know You've got soul You've got soul um, You're right, though. It's so killer. I mean, it's, it's, the thing is, is, is his sincerity, right? Like, mm-hmm. Justin's ability to be sincere especially when things are a little bit more ridiculous. Um, like I think th- the lyrics to this song kind of are, uh, is, is part of what's great about motion city. Like his, his sincerity constantly is, is what I, what I love about a lot of parts of this band. Um, so that's, yeah. Uh, I mean, song meanings, I think it's pretty straightforward either actually about, breakdancing or breakdancing is a metaphor for something else that we have no idea what it could be a metaphor just, for. Just a relationship. <laughs> just, a, I mean, yeah, just a relationship for sure. Um, just wondering, I don't, I don't know if it's anything in particular or just like, yeah, it's a metaphor for, for the relationship. Um, so I guess let's, let's do the covers. Actually, let's do the live version first. So I have two live clips. Um, really, they're pretty much the same. One is higher quality. But I want to play the other one because I was at this show. So this is from the So Long Farewell Tour. And this is the show at the pageant in St. Louis. I'm going to play the full 38 seconds of this clip just because I can.
mostly just wanted to shame Jake for not coming to that show because he could have been there. I could have. <laughs> he bought a ticket and everything. He had a I ticket. Did buy a in ticket. fact, in fact, I got into that show on Jake's ticket because I left my ticket in Chicago. <laughs> and like I think I've mentioned, I'm from St. Louis, grew up in St. Louis. My girlfriend at the time got me tickets to the show in St. Louis. Um, it was it was me and her, and then a, a third friend of ours um, came as well. And uh, and I drove. I was living in Chicago at the time. Drove home to St. Louis to see the show, and left my ticket in Chicago. And I was like, Jake, you bought a ticket, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I'm like, are, are you coming? No, I don't think I'm coming. I'm like, all right, can you send me your ticket because I left in <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> Because otherwise, what I was doing was like I was gonna like Photoshop something together and like hope they would scan me in on it, which they would. Nobody would really care. But um, but my my ex girlfriend was like, "It's dishonest, and you might get in trouble, and you shouldn't do that." And I'm like, "Whatever, I bought the ticket." <laughs> but uh, but then I, I I did. I in fact went to that show on a ticket that Jake purchased for himself, <laughs> uh, and did not show up. I just we're all be driving to St. Louis, and that's. I don't, you know. Who? <laughs> I'm, you know, I just... obviously now I would have gone. Like, yeah, you should have gone. Honestly, this Mistake. point, I'm, I'm wishing I'd gone to the concert in Milwaukee. I, I mean, you could have gone to that show too. We were all ready. I would have. I would have. That I would have, been, ca- I would have caught the, la- the coronavirus. The last thing you would have done pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. I didn't get the coronavirus. Yeah, but I would have been flying through O'Hare and. That's true. Well, I don't know, man. I my my February was jam packed with like large gatherings of people who were traveling. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe, had, maybe you already have it. Maybe you uh, maybe you had a really mild version of it. And got over it real quick. Maybe I did. I mean, I I wish there was a way to know. I wish there were tests to know that kind of thing. If there were only if only there was like a test that you could take to know whether or not you had the virus. Um, so <clears throat> as I cough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, but so my, my February, we'll, we'll get to the other live version in a second. My February, I, um, I went to that show and then it was C2E2 later in the month, which is a comic convention where lots of people from lots of cities are visiting to go to the convention. And then like early mid March was Geek Bowl, um, which was again, a lot of people from a lot of places coming to play trivia together. Uh, some of whom were from Seattle, which had the first outbreak um so like maybe i got it maybe i didn't but uh i certainly interacted with a shit ton of people from <laughs> lots of places uh, right at late february early march <laughs> in addition to working at a movie theater so i don't know uh maybe it's not real man maybe it's a hoax that's what they say right that's what that's what, that's what twitter's saying does anybody actually know anybody who's got the virus like yeah, i mean yeah yeah, we do. Uh, anyway, um, let's play. Uh, let's play this live version. It's, it's just basically the same thing, uh, same tour. Even in fact, it's like it's a month and a half later. This was at the Wrecking Ball in Atlanta, Georgia. This is though. This is a full like high highly um, recorded set. So here is the uh, that. And uh, I might play a little bit of them because they go straight into capital H after this. So let's let me skip a little bit ahead here and then. What's the best time 
interestingly, on this tour, I think alternately, they, they generally did open with Back to the Beat, as far as I could tell. Um, and then they usually either went into Capital H or Cambridge, um, which is interesting because especially when I went to see this tour, I was not as familiar with I Am The Movie. Like I was a big fan of everything Commit This To Memory on. I knew every word from all those albums, but I just like, I never really got into I Am The Movie until much later, like shortly before the reunion was announced. So... <laughs> are you are you judging me right now? I'm, or are you? I'm, ju- I'm judging you. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it's fair, right? No, like, I knew Future I, Freaks, I mean, right? I mean, you, your, your word memory is freaky, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we I've played music like on streams uh, for uh, for Jake and other people, and uh, I definitely have a really good memory for lyrics. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's uh, so I, I really did not know. I didn't know Back to the Beat. I didn't know Capital H. My favorite accident were the three songs off I'm the movie that were played uh, in this set, and you know those are the kind of things you'd hear on on this kind of tour. You usually as well, My Favorite Accident. Capital H are the two big ones, then back to the beat. That's a minute to open with, um, and then they close with Future Freaks, uh, which is you know everyone knows Future Freaks, right? Um, but uh, but yeah, so it's it was definitely like just not knowing some of that stuff, and so I forget what they did or didn't play there. But uh, but yeah, back to the beat. They they opened a lot with that on the on that farewell tour. Anyway. Uh, so that was the live version. Let's talk about some covers. So the first one we have uh, is one that technically Jake found before me, which doesn't usually happen. I would have found it right <laughs> away, but Jake was looking before I was looking. So uh, this one is from uh, Rain Blue on SoundCloud. Uh, so this is uh, this is his cover of Back to the Beat. Uh, there's definitely points in that uh, which you mentioned that he that uh, he's a little off key, which I think it's just mm-hmm. I think I, I think his voice is okay. I think it's just this song is not in his key. It's not the key that he should be in. He probably should have pitched it down a little bit. But otherwise, I, yeah, I don't think nice. I don't think his voice is as a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if there's information about it. He might just be you know relatively new to it. I it didn't, it didn't seem like there was a fundamental problem. Just so much as like he just wasn't hitting those notes right there. Yeah, uh, I didn't listen to any of the other things he did, but he did a couple. I mean, these three years ago, some stuff. Oh, perfect teeth freak me out demo. I gotta check this out. Uh, I don't know if this is an original song that is just based on Motion City. Or if it's uh, like a mashup he did, but we will take a look. He also did a cover of Not Asking You to Leave. He did two covers of Not Asking You to Leave. All right. Well, these are going to get saved for those episodes, too. So long, farewell. Man, he uh, he's a big Motion City fan. Uh, Rain Blue, if you're listening, let us know. We'll, uh, we'll have you on the show, maybe. We'll see. Heck yeah. Uh, and this last one is from... CC from the future looks like on on YouTube uh, the description says this is not the original version this is a cover that I hope you like 
Thank you. Thinking about making this a thing, so I'm open for requests. Taping this with my eye touch, so I don't have anything to set this up with. Which uh, tells you what era this is. Uh, it's from 2011. So here is Sissy from the Future playing Back to the Beat. I like I like her voice. Uh, I find it interesting that she has like she's singing so quickly, which is very. Oh, you, I love it. I mean, no, I don't think it's bad. I think it's, just, it's interesting. It's interesting. Oh yeah, no, it, it it definitely is. I just I just love that that she you know just taking it in her own direction, deciding to sing it super quickly. Yeah, which is funny because and... it's, it's something that, that I find myself doing a lot. Uh, and maybe it's just because I don't know if it's my sense of rhythm or just because like I just want to get sort of get through it. Especially like a lot of times I'll play a song like four times, and the fifth time like is the one I finally finish is like ends up being so much quicker than the other times because I just like can I just get this working now? Um, <laughs> and her guitar's out of tune, but her singing is great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I realized I was saying it to you. It's like just give me bare naked ladies vibes. What I realized is it's not so much as that. It's just like that kind of. You know, acoustic guitar. Just, 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 she did remind me a little bit of uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, the guy who left, Bare Naked Ladies. Um, BNL. They're still uh, fundamental. BNL. Now we got to call him BNL. <laughs> I mean, they went they went platinum in a month. How many and times have like, you been platinum, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, like a lot Steve. of that is like the Canadian impetus of like, hey, we got a band that's Stephen Page, again, but yeah i wanted to say it was stephen page and i'm like is that that's not a right i'm like isn't there a famous other Stephen? like a significantly more famous person named stephen page there's um no there's uh i'm just thinking of larry page no i'm not thinking of larry page i'm thinking of uh is it jimmy page yeah i'm definitely not thinking of jimmy page jimmy page from led zeppelin no that's not like that's not it for me gotcha well i mean it's it's a more famous guitarist named page which is probably where Like that's what I was thinking. You might be thinking, but whatever. Well, Paige was also Paige was also one of the you know two lead singers of 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 BNL. Uh, but what I think I think I more realize is just that like there's a certain area of music like she's singing in that Bare Naked Ladies also singing in, yeah. and also I asked Josh and he's like, no, we never really listened to, <laughs> never really listened to Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs> we gotta get Josh on the show at some point. Gotta. <laughs> send him send him a message like hey josh you want to be on our podcast we, we plug your twitch every week nobody listens to <laughs> us though uh, <laughs> uh by the way cc from the future hasn't posted in three years but this one was nine years ago and she also has a farewell continental cover from eight years ago farewell continental for those you don't know was, was just one of justin's side projects uh so she's definitely uh definitely a fan of uh of justin pierre um mm-hmm looks like she's still on YouTube. Like, she still makes playlists of stuff. So she's, like, she updated a playlist yesterday. She just doesn't make videos anymore. Kind of uh, post a comment on one of her videos and thank her. She'll see it. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, I will absolutely I'm gonna do, do that. It. Okay, yeah, I'm going to comment do it. on her video. Do comment, comment on it right now. I'm going to comment plug, my very usual comment. Plug the site. 
tell her tell her that uh we're gonna talk about this cover on the next episode and say uh only nice things about her and uh and only one nice thing about her guitar being out of tune um, <laughs> <laughs> which is fun. like listen i did the same thing like this I mean, it was nine years ago like I, i'm i have plenty of songs i've recorded with my guitar being out of tune nine years ago uh <laughs> so like no sweat girl <laughs> like um anyway that uh any do you have any final thoughts on this song none none, none thoughts. thoughts none thought hashtag none thoughts i'm gonna make a t-shirt we're going to put a t-shirt. That's going to be our first official <laughs> merchandise. We're going to have a shirt that says Hello Helicopters and a shirt that says None Thoughts. Um, those, are, those are our two catchphrases, man. I, think, I don't think of anything else. Uh, that's it for this edition of Motion City Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us on the inner tubes, uh, I am <laughs> at Kuhan. Jake is at The Boredom Line. Uh, we can, the show is at Motion City Pod. Uh, the band is at Motion City Music on Twitter, at Motion City Podcast on Instagram, uh, Motion City Soundtrack on Instagram. Oof, Motion City Podcast. No, we are Mo- we're not even Motion City Podcast on Instagram. We're Motion City Pod on Instagram. Um, yeah, that uh, follow the band. I mean, JCPMCS everywhere. Uh, Josh is Joshua Kane on Twitter and Joshua Allen Kane on Instagram, I think. Claudio is yep. at AT Claudio Rivera everywhere. Tony is uh, Tony, Tony Thaxton everywhere. Um, Jesse is Jesse Mack on Instagram and Jesse Mack J on Twitter, I think. Um, yeah, Jesse Mack J on Twitter and I think at Jesse Mack on Instagram. And Matt is, I think, Matthew S. Taylor both places. Um, I, I believe. I could be wrong. <laughs> Uh, he's definitely Matthew S. Taylor on Twitter, but again, never post there. That's it. Oh, jo- Josh, Josh is, is Josh streaming right now? I don't think it. he, he was, he had some pretty, pretty wild hours and I think he's, uh, I will say, yeah, I, I, I'm so used to us recording at a time that it makes sense for Josh to be streaming, but it is one forty-two in the morning here right now. Oh, there's some, there's some days recently where he was streaming until like oh, no, five a.m. I know, yeah, but like usually if it's but like eight, a... if it's like eight o'clock on a on a Tuesday, it's not weird for Josh to be streaming. If it's uh, two a.m. on a, sa- a Friday night, Saturday morning, definitely, definitely weird. Yeah, he's 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 been he's been keeping to to more reasonable hours lately, but yeah, it's shooty. It's on his Twitter. He posts about it when he's going going live. So, yep. Yes, he. That is ninety nine, like ninety five percent of Josh's tweets are. Hey, I'm live on Twitch now. Uh, yep. Uh, so that is Joshua Kane. Joshua Kane on Twitter. I think we've mentioned this before, but the whole band is verified on Twitter except Matt. <laughs> I don't remember that actually? Oh, poor Matt. Like I don't know why. Like even Jesse, I'd get if Jesse and Matt weren't verified. But <laughs> well, it's like one of those things. Like you know, Jesse and Matt don't have Wikipedia pages. Like Tony's verif. Tony would I would make sense too if he wasn't like a, a fairly well known podcaster at this point. Um, and you know, Justin obviously is the the front man. But weird. Uh, oh, hey, also uh, we didn't mention this, but the current which is a um, Minnesota public radio music station. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They did April. They did Minnesota Music Month. Uh, So 
on April 29th, the uh, second to last day of the month, they did a whole spotlight on Motion City soundtrack. So check that out. There's a little, um, like, they talk a little bit about them, too. I, I remember, did you listen to it? Did, did they interview them? I forget. I, did, I didn't listen to the whole thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, they they talk about the band. They do a little spotlight on them. Um, it would be cool if they had, like, put some music on there, too, but they didn't. Um but uh, definitely check that out. It's a it's a cool little it's a short little it's like a five minute read and like a five minute listen. Um, so check that out. It's uh, it's pretty sweet. That is Josh. That is Josh's only tweet uh, since April twenty first. Uh, that is not <laughs> him streaming. Every day streaming streaming stream. What day is it? Streaming streaming streaming. Hey, should I buy a new bike? Streaming 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 streaming. I will be streaming soon. Streaming, 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 streaming. Oh man, scrolling, scrolling at some point. Uh, and then the last one before that was a retweet and a tweet about the passing of Adam Schlesinger. So yep. yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he's streaming a lot. That's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, hey, what else is there to do right now? I mean, you're not wrong. We t- we talked a little bit about that in the pre-show, <laughs> so. Uh, all right, that's you should it. on Facebook. There are all these artists right now who are, who are like, you know, they're streaming and someone's playing music. They should, you know, could probably easily do Twitter or Facebook, just stream playing guitar. Me or Josh? J- Josh. I mean, you too. <laughs> but. I, cause I, I actually did think about that. Well, I also tweeted. I tweeted at Justin like, hey, you should do this because everyone's doing it and it would be cool if you did it because you're my favorite. Uh, but never responded. But uh, I actually did think about doing it at some point. Like, I don't know. This would be a fun thing to do, maybe. Um, but who would watch? Just you. <laughs> uh, oh, my but- God. I went in a nice little group of people. And- <laughs> yeah, maybe. Look. Maybe. We'll see. Uh, maybe I will. Who knows? Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of Motion City Podcast. Until next time, let go of everything. Let your body tell the people that you know. You've got soul. Let go of everything. Let your body tell the people that you know.